0: Welcome everyone to the True Exact Show. I'm here with Eric and Brian, of course, and I'm joined here by uh one of my friends I met four years ago out in Team Backpack in Brooklyn. He lives out in Colorado though. Um Martyr Thompson. How you doing, man? Hope you're doing well. Uh, staying safe during all this quarantine. You know, um, thanks for coming on, bro. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Thank you for having me. So uh little backstory of um how me and Martyr met. Uh Team Backpack 2016, Brooklyn Mission Underground, I believe, Ren Thomas won that. Uh, Mm -hmm. We were like the first two in line during the first day where it was like 100 degrees out, I remember. And, um, you know, if if anyone's ever done these things or been to them, you kind of get into clicks, little groups, and you just mesh with certain people there. I mean, you don't know anyone. Uh, You were from Colorado. I was from New Jersey. PJ North was from Tennessee. We met a couple people from Guam and all over the fucking place. So we just started talking and uh, rapping, doing ciphers outside, and we just kind of clicked, became friends, kept in touch the last four years, even though we – Disagree a little bit politically. That's that's another <laughs> thing. <laughs> but I uh, we realized you know it didn't matter. We're still friends. We've kept in touch. Um, I bought his albums. Uh, I've followed his music. I, I know you signed a little deal, so I'm really happy. But um, let's get to how you got started in hip hop first, and uh, we'll move into that stuff, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. So rapping, goddamn, it was like. I had to be like nine and 10, man. And I would just hang out with dudes who would go on instrumentals at church or like after church. I grew up in church. So like people would play instrumentals, but they weren't on some like church raps. These were like the bad kids at church. So like all the hellish kids that like did not give a fuck about service were like outside by a car, freestyling after church. Uh, so I, I started hanging out with some of those guys and like, they were a lot older than I was. I was probably like nine and 10, but would like hear them freestyle and one day i was at church i remember i was like 11 and they were playing and it's like the funny it's like a funny beat like uh it was they were playing the end together by limp biscuit and yeah. the band instrumental it's a fire ass beat so he was like yo try it and and then i was awful at it and i was like <laughs> basically like i'm going to try to like figure this shit out and like started i i always grew up listening to hip hop so like my dad Um, he put me on a like Biggie and Tupac when I was real young. So I'd always grown up on it, but just like being an MC did not pay too much attention to like that until I was like 11 and 12. And I remember being, well, about 10 10 or 11. So like in fifth grade, I got in trouble in fifth grade because my teacher found a rap that I had wrote in my desk. And this was like on some money, bitches, hoes, pussy, all this crazy shit that a fifth grader shouldn't be writing down like she gave it to my my sister who was my guardian at the time uh and they were like "Yo, you need to like maybe we need to like talk to him about this and they had to talk with me and i was just like it's just me writing what i hear in the music um and then i ended up like not really doing shit else like kind of just freestyling here and there throughout the years but then our when i was in juvie from like ages 14 to 16 um I kinda just picked it up and was like trying to be an MC because I had other people in there that could rap that were whack as fuck and I was like, I'm at least better than them. Mm-hmm. I keep doing this shit. So we would like record on like cassette tapes with like using like the headphones as a microphone because it would like get the reception through that little headphone jack. Mm-hmm. So doing shit like that and basically recording over cassette tapes that already had shit on them. Um and then Man, when I got out of juvie, I went to high school. So I was like from my eighth grade year until I was a sophomore, I was locked up. Then I went to my junior year of high school and it was just like culture shock. But I was like, all I had seen is movies and I was like, yo, like there's gotta be a way to like be known in school. Like I gotta do some shit. Like I'm not gonna go to school and just like be a fucking loser. And people be like, yo, that's the kid that came out of juvie, this, that. So i was like i could rap now i'll rap at some shit. so they have this big football game it's called the bell game and it's like historically the biggest rivalry for high school football west of the mississippi and that's it's like a hundred year rivalry between these two high schools um so every year they have a big ass football game i actually live across the street from the stadium that they do it at um they have big ass pep rallies at the school for these assemblies for that game so my my junior year i figured out a way to like find out who was in student council so that i be, was like i'm gonna write a rap about this football game if y'all let me in now granted i did not look like a rapper so i w- i also played drums and i was into like fucking basically like metal music so i got dubbed the emo kid because i had the long hair wore skinny jeans and wore like band like print t-shirts from hot topic so i fit like the bill but all my friends were Crips and Bloods and like essays and shit in high school. And they're like, yo, what the fuck are you wearing? Constantly. <laughs>
0: did you have, but did you have was, one sec Marta, did you have Janko jeans? No, I didn't,
1: okay. I did have Janko jeans, but as a kid. Yo, that's <laughs> right. like, you think it more like the trap pants. Like, right, the right. lowest wearing shit. <laughs> no, nah, I wasn't on that shit. I wasn't that hot topic, but I wore like, I'm a skinny guy, so like, I always wore slim pants. So like, mm-hmm. everyone's like skinny jeans, like I wore skinny jeans and all that shit. And anyway, like I did that assembly, and there was like a thousand, two hundred people there. So it was a big fucking assembly for a small town that I'm in. Um, and I did it to the till I collapsed beat by M and like had like this whole rap that I wrote for it. And I remember going out and then being like, he's gonna fucking suck and just hearing <laughs> that shit in the crowd because like people don't give a fuck where i'm from like people are assholes with that
2: so they got booed before you even went <laughs> before
1: i even before he the mic was on suck. Yeah, yeah i heard people be like yo fuck that emo don't let him rap like what the fuck is going on and then i remember they played the beat and i started rapping and by the end of that shit everybody was like pulling me into the crowd trying to like crowd surf me through like the bleachers and shit (laughs) and it was like i basically took it from them like hating on me heavy to being like yo we fuck with that so that evolution kind of led me being like be like yo i guess like the the rock scene isn't like what i guess i want to do because i played drums for like 16 years but i kind of did rap like behind that i would rap sometimes so people knew i could freestyle and i was like "Yo, i guess i'm all right i'm nice with this rap i'll just try to keep sticking with this and over the years just stuck with it tried to put out music record music and started doing that but i kind of fucked myself over when i was 18 i started selling dope and like getting involved with that scene of like everybody that rap where i'm from sold dope so i was yeah. like in order to like buy equipment you know that's what they were doing and I was a runaway foster kid, so I legally couldn't get a job or else they'd turn me back into social services and shit like that, so I was like, I'm gonna sell dope and try to buy equipment. And I sold dope and bought a fucking Tascam 8-track recorder, and I bought myself a microphone, I bought myself a beat machine. With the help of my other homie who was doing it, like we were hustling together, we bought the equipment that we needed, and I started doing that like around 17, 18 and then i got caught when i was 18. so i got caught with a quarter ounce on me had just turned 18 hit with a felony right away was facing like 12 years yeah so it was crazy uh so i i basically my homie was like his girlfriend was going to do a drop and was like go with me because he's cooking uh he was like barbecuing that day so i got in the car with her and i took my shit with me and was just gonna serve for mine and then give him a cut or whatever i did so i go with her and i just think that the head that we picked up was basically like i think 12 was already watching us in like the neighborhood that we were in so it just seemed weird like we took her to a bar she said she was trying to sell pills she came back in the car she's like i don't have no money can you just take me back to my house and as soon as we pulled up to that house just swarmed hey. by like a few so i was like yo they must have already been watching us yeah and me being i just i always grew up like i don't say no names i ain't no rat i take accountability for me that's it so they're like who are these people i was like i don't know none of these people i just got a ride. so i took the rap for the whole thing and ended up that's why they're trying to hit me with like so much time right away but i was 18 had no nothing else on my record except like a misdemeanor shoplifting charge i managed to stay out of trouble pretty well um and so they ended up getting that reduced to like uh three years suspended uh with like three years probation but well, my first offer was fucked up it was like 12 years with the three-year probation tag on it and i was like i've never been in trouble before yeah um, so but you, you, be
0: you being sorry you being like a runaway foster kid as you mentioned how did the yeah. lawyer did did they appoint you one how did that work yeah. out
1: I got I got a public defender, so that yeah. was like also like a difficult situation. But she managed to like get me a good deal. I think the other part is too is like my dad has a bad record in this town and my brother was a murderer from this town, so it's not easy to find out who I'm related to. So they throw the book at you even if your family has some right. shit where I'm from. So it was like they were offering me twelve years and that public defender was like, you know, I've never had this I've never seen this happen before. So like, I don't understand why they're trying to hit you so hard. And then we basically just put a record and the judge seen that and was like, you know, this is his first defense, we'll give him, you know, we're not gonna reduce it from, to a misdemeanor possession charge, but we'll give him a felony possession charge. So then, man, I think after that, shortly after that, I think everybody has like a saving grace in life or like basically something that looks like a life jacket to save you from the shitty situation. Mine was Christianity for a really long time yeah. until I figured out like faith. I just don't agree with the American church uh, I have seen a lot of weird fucking shit happen in that realm and coming from the streets um, There's just a lot of like I don't know. It's it's a whitewashed religion to me I can't see it outside of anything like that because of what I've experienced inside of it now other people might have other experiences, but mine is not a good one so like I got myself out of that situation probably after, like, six years of doing it, but
3: I did Christian love.
1: Uh, I just, man, I went to a youth camp. I got my charge, and this homies that knew that I was a dope dealer wanted to be heroes, I guess, and were like, yo, you can go to this church camp for free. We know you just got in trouble. You know, it might look good on you in court doing something like that, blah, blah, blah. So I go to this church camp, and I was trying to go holler at bitches and fuck around at this church camp. So I packed my bag with, like, some alcohol had some weed with me it was just <laughs> was ready to go i was like I, I was 18 and i was like yo i'm just gonna wild out at the church camp but something happened <laughs> that i was like yo i would rather take this avenue and try to get myself like have something that looks good for my life and like i experienced something there but my experience now like i look back on it i'm like man i don't know i don't know what the fuck it was but i kind of stayed on that path for a good you know Six to seven years of like being maybe, involved it
3: just, in uh, maybe it just served his purpose, though, you know. More yeah,
1: that's what I think it, it was. Forever. Yeah, yeah, I think it was something that definitely came at a time where I needed that because I would have went back to trapping and would have just yeah. ended up seeing more time. So it was definitely a good thing. I, I don't deny that it's like something that wasn't good, but it's just that culture is not something I'm like you fond like, of
3: anymore. Were you like a hundred percent into it? Like, Jesus Christ, hardcore.
1: Is <laughs> oh yeah man i would rap about jesus i would oh my god oh yeah
3: real quick can what, you do some jesus bars i was gonna say I
1: only get one oh, i need yeah. one bar this is the thing though i was nice with the <laughs> jesus raps, so. though so like uh yo i said uh what's one of them that i got that i really like uh i was like uh geez I sit back full hands thank god for all he done he put me on the program took the folk out of my road and lit my world up like the morning sun and while they been nathan all the fit gone and courage replaced it and it was just like more like i can't yeah. even remember all those but it was never like on some corny like now god knew the devil and they walked the street and like some like whack-ass shit. like because I, I grew up like on before i started doing christian hip-hop i was like on jeezy and like some real like Street shit. So I try to take that wordplay and apply it to like Christian rap. I yeah, guess
3: I have to ask Can you, being
0: you... out there. Oh, sorry, right, go on.
3: Sorry. I was gonna say. So the name Martyr. Did you come up with that uh, from the whole Christian <laughs> thing, or is that no? Like, my rap, name? my
1: my rap name was Proverbs when I was a Christian. Oh, wow. Okay. Martyr is actually post me being post Christian is dying to that belief of Christianity, willing to die right. to that um because i still have a faith concept i just don't rock with like modern christianity in that sense but yeah it was proverbs and there was like 50 other proverbs it was like p-r-o-v-e-r-b-z and there was like 50 other christian proverbs spelled like that so i was like yo i gotta come (laughs) up with a new rap name um and then i became martyr thompson because i had a friend who was an atheist that we used to have a lot of discussions about faith and stuff like that so i was like yo you're my brother regardless like of our differences and things like that so i took his last name and when i did the name change from proverbs i was still a christian rapper so it was like martyr dying to the beliefs of like just i guess i don't know jesus was in a sense a martyr because he did not fit like the normal norm of what the people of that time thought he should be and i was being basically starting to branch out into those ideas of like i started being a christian rapper but still with custom my music um i discovered like i was afro-latino so i stopped being like afraid of like as much racial tension that i faced as being that in the church for saying like the n-word and things like that and the flack that i would gotten originally i stopped caring about shit like that and basically Started to liberate myself from like the ideas that they were pushing upon me and developing my own faith Which led me to kind of a lot of church people being like nah, We don't rock with that And the culture of Christian hip-hop was like nah, We don't rock with Martyr Thompson because he does that and kind of got cast out of that um, So then I just started doing Whatever music made sense to me and then a lot of it was more reflective music in the more recent years so I have like a trilogy my first Christian release, like solid Christian release was called Keeping It Together. And that's kind of where I was branching more less into Christian ideas of American Christianity and just general Christian faith in general. Um, and the second album after that was Crucify Me because a lot of people didn't like my first album. So I was like, well, kill me if you don't like what I'm saying, because it's still like the, the gospel message is still in there. And then my last album was The Glorious Resurrection of Marty Thompson. <clears throat> so it's yeah. kind of bringing a close
3: yeah you know what's always funny to me is that, um and I feel like this is most religions, I don't want to just single out Christianity, but I feel like people that are religious are more judgmental than people who aren't.
1: I think, I think most faiths have a cult foundation to them yeah. is that people become so wrapped up in the what you're doing and what you're supposed to do than the actual basis of Love and the moral values that it's teaching yeah. you. Yeah. So yeah, I totally agree.
0: Well, think about it. No one ever started a war. No atheist ever really like started. Never mind. I'm gonna stop that because I'm pretty sure Hitler was an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that <laughs> might actually. <that, that laughs> like a good old Christian. Boy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was gonna say he no atheist. He was, I was not Jewish. Say- I was gonna say nah. atheists usually don't start wars. Wars usually like start over a religious like yeah. side. Yeah. But then I think Hitler was an atheist, so that might not play over too well. Um, I wanted to talk about you out there on the West Coast now over here um when when you came out here for team backpack did you notice a difference of the influences of the rappers maybe like out here uh just throw names out like fab or um oh yeah you see e, a lot right? of l out there you see
1: right. a lot of like like the new york shit. like people is more so like i i i i'm from like i'm like mid like middle of the map i want to consider like i'm in colorado which is considered like midwest but like I fuck with both coasts. Like I grew mm-hmm. up most more so on like the storytelling of Tupac with the lyricism of Biggie. So I was like always trapped in that, like, who's the better. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Cause I like both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was very different. Like culture wise. It's like, there's definitely a niche like vibe out there that you don't get on other, in other areas, you know, on the map. Yeah. Been to was- Florida. I've seen a bunch of states, and New York is very unique in itself.
0: Right, and then you got some schlub like me walking up, trying to be your friend. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yo, I met this guy in the line, and then he ended up being in my group the next day, too, for the auditions.
0: I know. Yeah,
1: I was like, yo, where are you from? He's like, Jersey, and he had on a fucking hockey jersey in the fucking hot-ass weather. I was like, yo, I respect that, though, because I got a fucking hoodie on in this 90 degree weather because i'm from colorado so i don't give a fuck if it's like 90 outside or fucking cold as fuck outside i'll probably have a sweatshirt on because you don't know what's going to happen
0: without delving into it because i don't want to talk bad about it um because you know i think team backright does a lot of good for artists coming up and i'm glad a guy like at the end of the day i'm very happy a guy like ren thomas won because i think yeah. i think he's like could spit and it, it showed it wasn't all about bullshit and views. Like he literally got up there, tore it apart, and good for him. I'm glad he's a guy who actually won our uh, mission underground. How did you feel about doing it? Did you did was it everything you expected, or were you like, did you feel like I came out here and kind of didn't get the experience I did, or I thought I was gonna get?
2: Oh no. he got shot by team backpack (laughs) he's really thinking
1: about it my bad no it's fine my shit just went goofy bro (laughs) but yo yeah i i think when i went out there i had a certain expectation of how it would be i didn't expect to win um (laughs) but like where i'm from is like i'm like a gauntlet mc so like i feel like i was built for a competition like that when i heard about the bar fights and all that i was like fucking bet because i I just capitalized off like the fight type vibe when it comes to being an MC. I came up freestyle battling um, which became very apparent in the Cyphers because if I wasn't you know battling somebody uh, Or if I wasn't just spitting some rhymes I'm gonna think that if I wasn't spitting some rhymes or something I was battling somebody, and that started happening really quick, but yeah, um, I think I think Team Backpack already had an idea of what they were looking for and who they were looking at before the competition happened. That's not to say that it's like a setup or like that, you know, like I I don't want to call it something that it isn't. But Mm -hmm. as myself running shows and, um, and doing promotions and things like that, you have an idea of how you want things to go before you even put an event together mm. you know who you're looking at artist wise i get a lot of artists that are like yo i've been trying to perform for a minute and i'm like like yeah come out and perform but i ain't going to put you like at you know 10:30 when the bar is full that way the bar leaves because you know somebody that's not that great goes on so at the same time like where i feel like they were looking at people ahead of time i can't really hate on it um and it became apparent who those people were pretty early on too. Uh, is like, you've seen these guys not being in a lot of ciphers and weren't really good in the ciphers, and then going on stage and making like the top ten. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I smoked that homie in a battle yesterday. Like, embarrassed him to where he mm-hmm. left. Like, type shit. And then you see them end up in the top ten, and you're just like, nah. So i had some feelings about it but at the same time i'm like business is business i don't ever take nothing fucking personal because like i'm gonna invest in myself regardless um like even this time around like i they asked me to they asked me to do their live stream recently um and i did that and that was pretty cool because i was just like i've been waiting to get that opportunity for a long time so like i never put too much stock in it. Like, yo, Team Backpack wants me to be one of their artists. And like, um, I just don't, I just take things with a grain of salt um, because I feel like a lot of people get their hopes up and then have high expectations of how things will turn out. And then it doesn't turn out the way they want to. And then they want to fucking quit because right. of their expectations of how something went.
0: I noticed that being there too. Like I went there too, not expect, it is what it is. I went there for the experience. I had a great time. I yeah. think one of the best things was us outside just like ragging on oh either. yeah that to this day was one of the best times i ever had rapping in my life just like yeah. eight of us fucking getting on each other They're, they are on youtube too somewhere like uh, yeah. somewhere like it's us just bullshitting with each other but um i get what you're saying because when they announced the 10 or how many they announced you saw people really upset about it and i remember sitting there with like a I, gin and tonic and i was like oh, all right whatever <laughs> like, bro, not- do you, what's up do fun. you re- do you remember murky creeks I don't. I remember Marlon Kraft yo. was there. I remember One, Ren I... Thomas was there. Like, those are the two big names. Marlon Kraft and yeah. Ren and, and Cassidy performed at the end, I think. Yeah. Yo, so there's this guy that I met named Murky
1: Creeks. Fuck you, pussy. I hope you see this video. <laughs> I, was I, say, I, this say, I was
0: gonna say that's <laughs> I an awesome name.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bag him. Yo, he's, yo, he's a big-ass crybaby, dog. Um. Yo, so he, he honestly was like almost in tears that he didn't win. And I was like, bro, there's a thousand fucking people. Yeah. So expecting like that high of an expectation that like you're the fucking cream of the crop what they're yeah. looking for. Like,
3: yeah.
1: like I respect that shit, but like it's a little bit unrealistic at the end of yeah. the day. Um, And yeah, I remember seeing him like in his feelings, like almost like he wanted to cry. Mm-hmm. And I see people do that. And I'm just like, yo, like I could see like if you made the top, 10 and didn't win being in your feelings about it but like if you like yeah i makes nice. i mainly went for like the the connects that i made man i got a song with toxic after that event mm-hmm. um I, I kept in close contact with uh with dev um and still you know he's he's shot me some opportunities uh he's no longer with team backpacker or with world mc whatever really they're doing now but like he's you know he still showed me love and shot me opportunities um and yes.
0: Yeah. I saw, saw Lurchums has um, got like pretty far in Arsenal's uh, Instagram freestyling shit, man. Uh, in- yeah. Arsenal posted uh, like a contest, and Lurchum's made like the final two like twice in a row. So he- he's still yeah. doing it.
1: Yeah. He say the N word yet, though.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I I, <laughs> I don't
1: know, man. Uh, Eric, yeah. Them- I'm just I'm just giving Lurchum shit. He's my guy. Man. I just give him shit
2: all the time uh following that
1: no i don't have anything to oh,
0: say sorry but i didn't want to <laughs> hog it
3: sorry I <laughs> those with those types of events you got to kind of keep in mind that like these companies even though you know if someone if there is someone that absolutely stands like head like feet above everyone else that they didn't plan on they gotta go with that person you know but for the most part this thing is a business mm-hmm. and they're looking you know they're looking to make an investment in another business which in turn is a person so yeah. they're trying to find someone who's already got some sort of social media following um, maybe you've sold some albums you know you've got a good internet presence or presence and everything like that so it's like it's when you go into that if you kind of have that mindset then it's not as disappointing when you don't get picked because then it's like well you know i don't really mind isn't really blowing up i don't have many songs on spotify or whatever it is like so i can see like if i was a business i wouldn't look at another business like wait you guys only make ten dollars a month and you want a million dollars i don't know about all that
1: yo i'll I'll tell you who put me on game too is token um I, i met him i met him before the event um and him and his brother was cool as hell they're probably like he was probably like the least i would say arrogant or like because like I I, I was kicking it heavy with obvi and Toxic while I was out there and those dudes are pretty cool guys. Like there was no like celebrity to them. And token was the same way. Like in a lot of those fucking kids that were out there that were like ages like fifteen to like nineteen that were auditioning were on his nutsack when he really? got out there. But he was just like, yo man, like people gotta know he's like you can't come into You don't go to a job interview with no job experience, you know, in that field and being like, oh, well, why the fuck did I not get the job? He's like, they want to see that you're an MC and that you're about the shit, that you're rapping all the time, that you have a following doing it, that you make music. He's like, because why do they want to give that job to somebody? He goes, now, granted, there might be one dude out there who has, like, the total package and isn't shit yet, and they might catch on to that. And there was a few people that, you know, were given some opportunities that were, you know, like my homegirl, like Gritty, she got picked um, and made the top 10. And she didn't really have like a huge following before that. She had maybe like around the same that I did. And when I went to Team Backpack, I would say I had like between like a five to seven hundred person following. Um but that did definitely motivate me to, I see people with business cards and shit like that out there and I kind of got onto the marketing game and was like, yo, like these dudes are like basically trying to build a collective group where you could build organically by just doing shows locally, Mm -hmm. you know, and telling people who you are and having you follow and build your local following so that when you do go to a place like that, man, you got a couple thousand followers, you got a couple hundred views on like your videos and the things that you're working on so that it is, they're going to look at demographic too. team backpack. Well, World MC now they basically follow like the, the American Idol model. They want to know that you have a, a marketable talent before they give you a platform, you know? So those people that they do the auditions with have already been auditioned four or five times before they even get to, yeah. uh, to, you know, Lionel Richie and Katy Perry and Blake Shelton, like they, they're but that going seem-
3: through it. shit's even worse on like american idol and the voice and all that bullshit because they they literally have writers that are making up fucking stories for these people because they come in they're talented they've already been doing this for years and years and this is like you don't have like
1: some crazy story to reel them in with
3: yeah exactly because at the end of the day it's entertainment and like nobody's gonna watch when some girl comes on and she's like you know i grew up with the perfect family and the perfect life and i had no problems ever i just you'd be like Yo, this bitch is boring, right? Yeah. But exactly. if she grew up, and her fucking brother's a meth addict, and her dad been in the family when she was seven, and fucking, I don't know. They have like a, a donkey that they ride instead of driving a car or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> they <There's laughs> cut to a scene. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but that's the shit that they make yeah. up.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's yeah. Because that we'll sit here and laugh at him, and be like, "Can you believe this bitch rode a donkey?"
2: Yeah, well, it's just like how, how like uh, on NFL Sundays, they used to just have the games at one o'clock East Coast time, but now they start at like 10 a.m. and they're talking about every player and it's like, Politics, yeah, my dad all died when I was eight shame, and they're like, oh, I love Richard Sherman now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's now girls, they're saying because women relate to that and it makes them want to watch football. So now they're doubling <laughs>
0: viewers. Well, I'm glad he. I'm, I'm glad I don't he want said, girls
1: watching football with me, dog. I'd rather watch football by myself. She can watch it on her own. I, don't <laughs> play I just can't watch football with a girl. I, I don't.
0: I, add, I don't have
2: to keep this message at all. I'm, I'm <laughs> away from that one. I love your wife. Football. He'd be
0: watching. live be playing
2: the rules over and over again? <laughs> hey, uh,
0: I'm happy. Sense. I'm happy you said token was a nice guy though, because he, he came in the game real young, man. So like it's good that he got humbled and uh, I've, I've reached out to him numerous times. He hasn't gotten back to me, but I know he's real busy. But uh, Token, if you ever see this, come on, come on the yes. show.
1: Seriously, Token, you the a man, Doc. Yeah, yeah. He, yo, he's probably. I, I honestly don't listen to a lot of mainstream hip hop mm. these days. I, I I listen to people I like the caliber and see that they are. That's mostly what I pay attention to. Yeah. And then now I do R and B, so I listen to a lot of R and B and mostly underground shit. But so like yeah, Token, I I bump I bump pretty frequently, and I usually don't like. I don't know. I kind of thought you you get like that. His name, he's like the token white guy, and hip hop mm. is like that's what he claims, you know, yeah. like, and and. Sometimes that could come off cornballish because like you get like the Macklemore vibes or something from that I'm not saying Macklemore isn't a talented rapper either, but you get like that whole people basically clue it in with that So I'm always like I just didn't know what to think of him I seen him at Team Backpack and I was like, yo, he's a rapper's rapper, but he probably does like this kid Like super multi-syllabic shit, which he does, but like the content is actually pretty dope And like I yeah. like the content that he's making that. Yeah Um but yeah i listen to i listen to so much underground shit that it's like you mentioned like the the mainstream artists and i'm like well what are they doing lately they just put out an album i don't know because yeah. i'm not really paying attention to the mainstream like that you know but i do fuck heavy with like the underground like freddie gibbs like you know and like those guys like uh god like griselda and mm. just that type of shit. um Boldy James, he's fucking dope. Like, I really like that shit right now.
0: And also, too, the older you get, I'm sure you're like us, man. You just have less time to like keep up with who's coming out. So it's it's yeah. tough. Like, you, there's so like, let's say like Apathy or someone who we grew up listening to what releases a song, and it's like I may not get to that song for three weeks. I just and it's yeah. not like a knock on it. It's just like I just and I do have the time to sit and listen to it through minute song, but it's like there's just so much stuff going on. It's like. Yeah. It's like oh, oh no i oh,
3: have it. Uh, what if it's a logic song
0: i'm probably not opening it but that's beside the point anyway Yo, but,
3: that full of garbage I,
0: like, I don't want to yeah i don't want to do a lot of guests yeah um but uh with the with with token see the thing i hate to harp on him but you said you met him and he was a nice dude. Now you in turn are going to listen to him. I think that has a lot to do with it. Like if, if you didn't, if he was a, an asshole and you met him, you probably would never go back to his shit. You'd be like, fuck this guy. But like, it kind of like opens up your eyes. Like, all right, this kid's nice. I want to support him. Whereas so we had someone on probably in April, the interview never got aired and we interviewed him and he was, we grew up listening to him and he was just like, Extremely dismissive, and to this day, I can't listen to his music. I can't go back and listen to it. I'll tell you who it is off uh, the. the Yeah, I was gonna say you don't
1: have to tell me about
0: that shit. This sounds interesting. Yeah, but it's like that. that
1: Honestly, is definitely that's a major letdown when you you get really into an artist and then you meet them or like you hear about something that they did that you're like, yo, that's some fuck shit. Like, yeah, or like, and I'm honestly the type. I'm not a big dude, but. When I feel disrespected, I'm more than likely going to say something in that fucking moment and be like, yo, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah. Like, I just don't take lightly to respect no matter who the fuck you are. So, like, I get being a famous person, like, if, but these fools that show up to no fucking team backpack shit aren't fucking <laughs> mobbing in with security. So, if you were like, yo, you've got to wait to talk to me and be like, suck my dick. Like, I'm not going to wait. You're not talking to anybody. I was just trying to say what's up. <laughs> <And> that's, <laughs> that's just the mentality I have with shit.
0: Now, I wasn't I, just, I wasn't there the third day, though, uh, when I had other shit going on, so I, I couldn't make it when, like, the big performers performed. Um, don't say names, but was there anyone there you met and you were just like, this guy's a fucking douche? Scott
2: Gambino. Yeah, well, I'll
1: say who. No, I'd say who it is, but it was Cassidy. Yeah. Cassidy's a fucking douchebag, bro. <laughs> like, I just do what put <laughs> up. Perfect. <laughs> I said, I said, what up, Cass? As he walked by, and they're like, there's not a lot of people with him. He had like two or three security guards, and he's walking like through that rock part back to the back way. Yeah. And I was like walking, and I was just like, what up, Cass? Nothing. What up, Cass? Nothing. Jeez. Yo, Cassidy, what's up? The hustler, what's up? And the security turned around, and he goes, he ain't fucking saying anything. Why are you still saying something? Jesus. I just. Awesome. Yeah, and I was like, well, fuck him then, and then they went oh. backstage, and he went on stage and killed it, and I kind of was <laughs> still like, yo, he's killing shit right now, but fuck this fool, like, yeah. I was just trying to say what up, but at the same time, I was just like, he was kind of a douchebag, and like, now I got a homie, Disaster is the homie, mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I don't know, I usually, like, if a homie's got, and, like, I'm not saying me and Disaster is super close homies, but that's the homie, shout out Biz. Um, but, after their whole battle it just gave me more of a reason to hate cassidy so ever since then i've been like yeah fuck cassidy he didn't say what's up when i seen him but it was like from yeah, like me to like two feet away, you know what I mean? And I was like, yo, what up, man? As he's passing by, he's just (sighs) straightforward. Nobody's in front of him. There's not like a crowd like, oh my God, give me an autograph.
3: I was like, yeah, whatever then, dog, it's cool. And you know what the crazy thing is with that too? It's not even like he's like a superstar. It's not even like he's completely like relevant now. Not to say that You've seen him in battle rap? No, but I'm just saying, not to say that he doesn't have like hits and shit like that, but who like- He's the 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 same
1: way. He's the same way in battle rap. He thinks his shit don't stink, and they all make fun of him. He's like, oh, I'm the GOAT, and they all fucking laugh at him. They're like, you ain't done shit for battle rap. Like, he's battled some bigger names now, but he tries to act like he's, like, head honcho of this shit, and everybody makes fun of him for that shit. And it makes for a good battle because it's just like, yo, is this motherfucker delusional? Like, ugh,
0: it's... it's- I can't. Get, I can't get behind bad and Cassidy. I like Cassidy, but I haven't met him. I haven't. That's a businessman. You know, <laughs> I'm a i <laughs> reached out.
1: Cassidy,
2: to him. please feel oh, free to come on and defend yourself. Yeah. This both. is why. This is
1: why Cassidy is smart, though, because <laughs> yes. that battle where he battled disaster, he was losing in the building. And I think that his people did whatever it took to get that fucking event shut down. So that he had to battle him in some fucking random parking garage, kill the whole vibe. And that day later, you got a different breed yeah. of Cassidy in that fucking basement. He went the fuck off. That's a three-o easy. And I say because those first two rounds that Diz got off, he wasn't able to spit those again. Those were <laughs> sick-ass rounds that he got off in that live show, the first and second. So Cassie was able to go. He spent one and a half rounds, go back, use the rest of his material, and then perform it in a format that he'd be more comfortable with. Genius,
0: genius. Yeah, I, I mean, think that's what happened. That, was, though, that, that was the That was one where like they couldn't get it done because they like people wouldn't get off the stage. Right? Yeah. Like that was that yep. one or some shit. Yeah. You I know who remember. people wouldn't get
1: off the stage?
0: Yeah. Cassidy's people
1: wouldn't get off the stage, so they oh. called the fire department, and then they had to shut down the event. <laughs> crazy! That's crazy, hey, man. bro. A win is a win. You got to get a win. How you yeah. can get a win?
3: Now and on that was, platform, God knows all about that.
0: We'll get to that later. They say <laughs> I cheat. They say I cheat in our "gun to your head" segment. So we'll get to that <laughs> later <laughs> on. Um, <laughs> what was it like rapping for Fat Joe? Like when you did that?
1: Oh man, yo. So being Puerto Rican, um. I grew up on Pun and Joe and like the Terror squad so like I remember having like those albums as a kid having like jealous ones envy and like these old ass albums and like being I didn't know actually so this is another funny story I honestly didn't know I was Puerto Rican until probably about two years ago when I did Ancestry.com because where I'm from if you're Latino you get just generalized as Mexican it's pretty mm. funny um but my my dad is of like um he's of mexican like native mexican and the tribe that he came from got mixed in with like african slaves and dominican slaves so he comes from a very mixed region in mexico and my mom is mexican and puerto rican nice so when i found that out too i was like i already grew up off fat joe and pun and now that i know that i am puerto rican shout out ancestry.com marty uh,
0: martyrs like now i can say yeah. any word i want i can say whatever the fuck <laughs> i want
2: <laughs> yeah i, did. No, I yo, got uh 23 in me and i i can't say many words <laughs>
1: yo so yo doing that though like growing up mexican my older brother's black too so like i already had mixed family i grew up saying it but it was just something that i was just like it gave me less of a reason to feel guilty, I guess, growing up where I grew up. There's like, there's still racial tension here too. Um, but like meeting him, it was totally, I was, at the time I was at home and I was like, there ain't no way Fat Joe's gonna answer this on his Instagram live, but I'm gonna keep trying. I was just in a mood that day feeling lucky. So I kept hitting the slot machine button and just was like, yo, hopefully he accepts this waiting and waiting after i pressed it and then i'd leave it go back in and i probably should have just waited but i think doing it this way helped i'll just leave the live go back in and then hit request yeah. again and then i was sitting in my room watching the live not really expecting it and he was still talking to somebody but it started spinning saying fat joe wants to add you to his live. Do you accept it i was like yo what the fuck? of course i can boom i hit accept and then it was just him and he's like yo what up and i was like I don't know. What's up? <laughs> I was, I definitely starstruck. Um, and I honestly just wanted to rap. That's always what I'm going to want to do is rap. Right. If I get to meet my favorite MC, I'm going to be that annoying ass dude. that's like, yo, let me rap for you. Like, yeah. I'm just going to do it because that's what I want to do. And he let me rap man on his uh, Instagram To I think there was a couple of thousand people watching it when I got on there and I got a good, Three or four hundred followers after Good. that. So my it went up. Yeah, so it was a cool opportunity, man. And um, like a lot of people, too, is like Joe hit me. He like responded to my messages after and stuff, too. Um, him and a few other artists that I really like a lot like do like side hustles where they do like hip hop promotions and stuff like that. You know, so they're like selling mixtape slots or they're doing like the pay to have like a video chat with them type shit. So getting an opportunity to do that on the free was definitely something that I was mad appreciative of because I'm willing to invest in myself like that. But at the same time, I can't really afford it all the time. Yeah. So getting something like that for free was definitely dope. Um, And yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's still a trip looking back and be like, yo, I gotta wrap that Joe.
0: That's that's like really cool. Cause that's how I feel about talking to some of the people we've talked to. Um. Whether it's uh, Nino or Ilmac, like, you know, you leave it saying like, you know, looking back on it, these are dudes we grew up listening to. So you could almost, yeah, not, yeah. To, not to say like you, you've hit the peak, but if all doesn't work out, you could always look at back and be like, you know what? Like, I at least did this. I at least got in contact with this. And there's no regrets, you know? So oh, yeah. It's yeah, really Not cool. a lot yeah. of people
2: get to say that. That's yeah. cool
0: yeah if i died tomorrow i feel
1: like as an artist i feel fulfilled like I. Feel well, like well I let's let this episode
0: end. get out first i mean you want to yeah, watch yeah. this so yeah.
2: i mean <laughs> or it was his final episode martyr <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah let's get it
0: <laughs> yeah. um when you when you um grew up, you said you were doing drumming and obviously you got into Pac and Biggie, but you were into Rock. Who were the other influences? Um, like I see the Nirvana poster. Was it like Slipknot, yeah. Corey Taylor, Korn? Like who were the big
1: Definitely. ones? So I, I, the first way I got onto like really wanting to do Rock was Rage Against the Machine. Right. Um, my brother-in-law, he, he's, like, lived out in California, so he was into a lot of the punk music out there. And I liked some of it, but I didn't really care who the artists were. But when I heard Rage Against the Machine, I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, and, yeah. God, Evil Empire, fire-ass album. Um, so, like, anything that had kind of, like, hip-hop influence inside mm-hmm. of it at first, like, so, like, Linkin Park, Slipknot, right. definitely, um, like... Man, there was a lot, uh, P.O.D., um, there was just a lot of bands that like had hip hop influence, and that's more so what I was into. And then I got more into the technical part of drumming, so like metal and glass beats and things like that kind of became something that I started listening to. More so for the drumming, I like lyrics I can understand, so like having to read metal lyrics to understand the screaming was a bit much, I, I mean, I still liked a lot of it. Like one of my favorite bands was this band, Under Oath, that I used to listen to a lot, I still do. Um, like I have like their tattoo of like their logo and shit. So like, even like with the, the music shit and things like that, like it's not just all hip hop for me. So like, but it was mainly like, if it had some kind of hip hop influence right. um, is what I first got put onto. So yeah, like POD was a bit
0: The rap rock shit, like the, yeah. Uh, like link Biscuits type stuff, if you will. Yeah. you Oh, know, no, Creed? What about Disney. Creed? What about Creed? No? No? Yo, if I
1: listen to Creed, <laughs> it's because I was watching wrestling. Uh. <laughs> and, and they have like for a pay-per-view event, like Creed's song was like the theme song of the pay-per-view. It was the only way I am playing that <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> so, all right. What – what else do you have coming out now i know you did the world mc thing so i know you got another, you're working on another album what else um, you got? i'm working on a
1: project a, a joint project with my homie ryan he spells it rvxn uh we're doing like uh kind of like a combo project of like some hip-hop r&b type stuff uh still a lot of rapping on it but kind of stepping out of like the normal mc genre type of like just kind of Doing like the rapidy rap shit and trying to put more of a story behind it and do something like that, um, and I'm in the process of trying to secure the bag for a Jada Kiss feature. So wish oh, me wow. luck. Yeah, um, he actually reached out to me through like one of those campaigns where I had been submitting my music on Facebook to one of his judging systems, and they kept being like, "Yo, pay to submit, pay to submit," and I was like, "Fuck y'all, I ain't paying nothing, but I'll keep submitting," because I just don't want to pay. 30 yeah. bucks to get a SoundCloud link clicked when I got thousands of like, or like a couple hundred regular listeners. It turns into a couple thousand plays in a couple days. So I'm not worried about, you know, you're making my SoundCloud link blow up. I want something that's going to last. I was like, you know, so I kept submitting and kept submitting. And finally one day he answered, uh, messaged me on Instagram. And I was like, yo, I've seen how this goes. This, I don't know if this is automated or not. And then he sent me a link to this other video and he's like yo this is jada kiss this isn't bullshit like this is me messaging i was like yo if that's the case here's my number hit my line we can talk business i got a call and was a trip because when you hear somebody that you've listened to so god i've been listening to jada kiss since the locks bro like old mixtapes and like been a jada fan heavy like yeah that to me is top five dead or alive period like jada's in my top five and to get a phone call and hear that raspy ass fucking voice <laughs> hey, and be yo.
3: like, <laughs> Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and to hear all that
3: yeah
1: I was hoping for that shit that it, he would just like put icing on the cake with it. But he yeah. was just like, Yo, what's good, man? Like, what are you going through? Like, what are you trying to do with your career? What are your goals? What's your life like? And kind of told him what I'm going through with, like, my ex and things like that and being a father having a baby on the way and wanting to do music as a full-time career and tour and things like that and he's just like the game's different touring's on hold we're not really doing things like that so this is what the hustle that we're doing is has given you an opportunity to be on these mixtapes, but with those mixtapes, it's really just a lot of rappers listening to those mixtapes right. because they're on it. Yes. So it basically creates a stream revenue yep. based off of everybody listening to it, and then yep. getting their fan base to listen to it's
0: it. It's like a coast to is, coast. It's a coast to coast mixtape type thing, pretty much. Which is
1: cool, but mm-hmm. I don't fuck with it. That's not how I move. Like I would rather I'm gonna try to push as much as I can to be heard. Exactly. Um, and it was just like, yo, I was like, cool. I'm not interested in that. I'm more interested in figuring out how much it's going to cost to get you on a feature. And he was like, well, that's usually 5Gs. I was like, well, I understand. You know, cool. It's It's been an honor talking to you, this and that. And I was just <laughs> like, if I ever get that kind of money, you'll hear from me. And he was like, I'll tell you what. I'll see if I could talk my price down to fifteen hundred. I was like, if you could talk it down to five hundred, that'd be even better. Yeah. But fifteen hundred. Yeah. You. That's a great I got story a hustle, as it bro. is. Yeah. I gotta I gotta hustle, man, and that's in my budget. Like I could do five hundred because yeah. I got people that I got engineers that would be willing to put up money to have their name attached to something like that a homie that raps and willing to put up money so it it works we all work together and i and i don't work with people that i think are whack so it's all talented artists that would be getting some kind of notoriety from it like yo we worked with jadekiss um and he kind of laughed it off but was just like yeah you know like if i could do that i'd be giving out features left and right like but he goes this is a business and i got kids to feed i got a company he's telling me about his juice company um like doing the juice and stuff out in new york and like i guess them guys is big on that right now it's like they yeah. is it called jada juice <laughs> yeah. i don't know what it's called i really don't that would be
3: crazy call, jada juice. styles they have a bunch of them like Yeah, jada yeah, juice they-
0: but you got to look at it this way man at one point they were they probably, he probably in some degree respects you trying to, you know, negotiate because yeah. at, at one point they were you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, oh, yeah. It's kind of like a like, respect thing.
1: Yeah, I charge. I charge for a feature. I'm not like, and I don't charge that much. I charge yeah. $70 for a feature because I got local artists that see how I have an organic push and they want in on that. Now, the promotion part is up to them. Like, you want me to promote? Then you better pay me a little bit more to promote. I get the game. And when I picked that up, I used to hate that shit. But when it comes to like, I don't like people that charge for people to perform. I feel like performance, you want to scout good talent and have a good night of performers set up as opposed to, yo, I'm a paid performer and I'm trash. Let me open up for Tech 9 in Colorado Springs. People got a monopoly on that? That's cool. That's not what I want to do. So I make sure that the artist that I work with is somebody I would do a song with if they're gonna want me to do a song with them, I'd still, if I don't know who they are, and if they don't have like a buzz, I'm probably gonna charge them because it's, I mean, I got bills to pay too. And I, it's just the business aspect of it. But I'm not, that doesn't mean that that person's like, yo, can you me some studio time? And i am be like, yeah, here's some studio time, pay me and then I'll pay the studio. And then I take a cut of that person's money and do some gasoline shit like that i want people to have opportunities so my resources i always make available to people whether or not like i'm charging them for the services like i got friends who have studios and i always tell my friends like are these dudes that are locals like you could record here for a really good price yeah. and i'm not trying to like boost up the rates and give them something that you know i'm not getting um and i try to connect artists but yeah this is a it's a business you still got to, how am I going to pay for beats, you know, like if I can't make that right. money come back for music, you want to have a sustainable thing, you don't just want to let the well run dry, so.
0: But it's also when you get to know people and you like them, you want to help them, like I know, um, and you want to put people on and try to get them noticed, like when I met you yeah. out there, I came back and my boy Sal, oh, well, the one kid Sal D makes beats, I hooked you guys up, I think you rapped on one of his beats, you've been on contact. Yeah. like. It's just, you know, get getting the connections out there, which is good that you do. And the older you get I'm sure you like this in your hometown like you kind of you follow the young kids trying to do it if not yeah. and like you kind of want them to succeed and you want to like yeah. be like hey this is what you shouldn't do because I failed at it you know like this yeah. is what you need to do differently or what we should have done because uh, we grew up in a weird time of music man it was uh, the MySpace era and shit like that and it was kind of you didn't know whether or not to put videos on YouTube because it wasn't popular but at the same time you should have it, it's a weird weird mind fuck.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people can get insecure about like taking that step to actually, you know, do videos and stuff. But yeah, like you're saying, I want to see the local artists succeed. And that's not saying that all my features are charged. Like if I believe in somebody, I'll cut deals and just be like, yo, send me the beat. I'll send you a verse back because I fuck with that person's music before they ever reached out to me. Um, so, and I, and that's not to say like, I mean... It's a tricky game because some people will get offended and be like, oh, you didn't charge them, but you charged me. And that's usually why it's none of those people's business who I charged and didn't charge, you know. And I try to think of it in the context of like, if I get opportunity, I get opportunity. I'm thankful for it, but I ain't going and telling everybody like, yo, this person gave me this deal you know like say jada kiss did tell me yo i gave you that feature like gives me a feature for 500 bucks i probably won't tell anybody that i got it for 500 bucks yeah because i don't want to hurt his business re- reputation and people yeah. start having a low expectation of him which is the same reason why if like i did a feature for free for somebody and then some other artist emails me and it's like yo homeboy said you did a feature for free i'd be like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about i don't know who you are so we could talk business and then right. something else but like or if i like we could meet i always offer meeting and and that's just to say is like as even as a lower level artist artist you guys gotta you gotta take what you do serious because if you want to do it for a living how are you gonna do it for a living if you have no foundation for doing it for a living you know you gotta have your shit on distribution you gotta if you start making regular money start an llc so that the government don't come and try to collect from you collecting free money you know you get audited some weird shit like you never know when shit could blow up so you want to have you know all your t's crossed and your i's dotted and like do all that shit because it's just it'll yeah. be beneficial to you in the long run
0: mm. Nice man uh final round table before we get our gun to your head with you martyr by the way this was uh say, i gotta say this was an awesome fucking interview like seriously man it was i appreciate really it man and- i've been waiting to do okay. it man
1: i've just been like. You know, like I said, I had to get my mental health straight. I was not in a good place. And I probably would have been one of those dudes that got on your live stream. You're like, why was he being such an asshole to us? Like, because I just wasn't mentally, like, there, like, for being, you know, Talking and like that's not this isn't my normal personality, and I wasn't myself yeah.
2: probably like three or four weeks ago. So,
1: no, that's it's fine, man.
0: Be appreciate it, man. Uh, Eric, anything find before forget get to
2: say so, yeah, appreciate how open you were with everything, especially like your earlier days and everything. That's cool. Not a lot of people are that transparent.
3: It's good, right? yeah, I appreciate it, man. I- yeah, it's awesome that you haggled kiss
1: so I was waiting there like a yeah. At the end of it, it something, it, but nothing. Like, but, like, yeah,
3: when were, like, when you were about to hang up, you you should have been like, "Come on, man! Not, not even one."
1: <laughs> Yo, no, I was like, I think I said "Rough Rider" out when I hung up. I oh like, no! Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, <laughs> stop! Drop! Shut him down, dog! <laughs> Look at this tattoo on my arm. How are you gonna see that? Yeah. I got a homeboy that passed away. We all wanted the. Uh, rough Rider R's. We were big Rough Rider fans. So when he passed away, I was like, well, his initials had the R in it. So I got two with one stone. So I got the That's Rough Riders true. R with my homeboy's initials.
0: Bro, I, yeah, I, so. I met a, I met a Rough Rider at an airport in Kansas. Um, Who drag on? No, I, it was some like lola like a motorcycle dude. He was a really cool dude. I for I forget his name. It was like smooth rude ball rude boy Shada was his name, and he was so cool. Like he had his rough ride jacket on. Me and my weapon and him were just like chilling at the bar drinking because our flight was delayed. He was a really nice dude, and I was like, "Can I wear your jacket?" And that was very creepy. He was like, "I can't allow that." <laughs> like, like, that was it. I was like, Can "I take a picture of a rough ride a jacket." And he goes. Absolutely not. And I was like, that was worth a fucking shot. (laughs) No, he was a really cool guy. All right, Marta, are you familiar with our Gun to Your Head segment or no? Not at all, my guy. Okay, so we do like a would you rather type thing, but we like to think it's a little more clever. Um, It's called Gun to Your Head segment. We keep standings. So we ask you five questions each. Um, you have to answer them and you at the end pick the winner of who you think asked the best questions Okay, okay. I hate right. to put some pressure on here, but I'm running on a three-peat right now. All right so I've, won <laughs> the last, I've won the last three Versus, who'd I win? Oh, Jess Margera, Diabolic, and Illmac. I, I swept the three. Um, So they're they itching right now. They've been working on these. I'm kind of like in the weeds. I don't really mind. You can't win them all. So I go last since I won. Um, so fucking...
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm in the weeds. You know, I don't mind if I don't win.
0: But if I win, I'm going to
3: celebrate. <laughs>
0: It'd be history. It'd
2: be
3: true exact radio history if
2: we have a four in a row.
0: Yeah. So, oh, man so brian since you came in second last time uh eric i don't yeah you weren't here for the ilmac once so you go first all right
2: i'm nervous all right
0: pressure on you here martyr
2: okay try to remember the earlier guys too because scott always wins because they remember the last one but anyway would you (laughs) rather would you rather be paris hilton for a year or be able to stay at any hilton for free whenever you'd like for the rest of your life
1: God damn! I'll take the second option, man. I don't yeah. want to be fucking parasitin'. <laughs> yeah, Shit. smart man, smart man. That's a you, fucking hot dog in a hallway situation. I'm <laughs> good. Uh,
2: you uh, you have to give up one forever: hair conditioner or an air conditioner.
1: Oh, it's gone. <laughs> oh, I'm giving up that hair conditioner, dog. I might go bald.
2: Fuck that hair conditioner. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Would you rather get stood up or turned down? Damn, those both fucking suck. I'd rather get turned down
1: okay i would be pissed if a bitch stood me up
2: <laughs> <laughs> would you rather uh would you rather go would you rather play super mario party or go to a soup party with a guy named mario i'd rather go to a soup party with a guy named mario see <laughs> I, I don't have a soup though but i'd rather go to the soup party <laughs> Oh no. um uh, due to COVID, due to COVID nineteen, would you rather never shake someone's hand again, or have uncontrollably shaky hands forever? no I'd rather never shake someone's hand. My dad,
1: and this is fucked up. So that you got the question, my dad has something called a familial tremor, and he shakes all the time. So he like can't like do a lot of things. Way to go, him. Eric.
2: Well, he'll yeah. remember it for the final. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather fucking not shake someone's hand. <laughs> okay, great answers, great answers. Okay, go
3: ahead. All right, <clears throat> first one. Would you rather play Dennis Rodman one on one or play with a man named Dennis's Rod one on one?
2: Dennis Rodman one on one.
0: I <laughs> would pick the last. Yeah,
2: I'd rather play with a dude's rod. Honestly, I'm bad at basketball. <laughs>
3: um Would you rather permanently delete your Facebook or curate a book of faces?
1: <laughs> Damn, I'd rather delete my Facebook. I guess I don't know. Damn, these it's are a fucked up ones. <laughs>
3: Uh, would you rather have to run away from Bigfoot or fight a guy using only a big foot?
2: <laughs> 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 God damn
1: it! Yo, I'd rather fight the guy with the big foot, bro. I'm gonna <laughs> kick his ass foot. with that foot. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, what's better, AC Slater or DC Comics?
1: Yo, so funny another story okay my cousin um my cousin stacy or no was it my cousin liana she dated mario lopez
2: really? yeah it's
1: crazy so she's married into the sinatra family now like the actual frank sinatra's descendant family she's married into so her name is liana sinatra so i'd rather be what was the other option besides ac <laughs> slater dc, DC comics. comics
3: yeah <laughs> i'll take dc comics <laughs> that's so crazy all right last one would you rather carry a stretch arm strong doll everywhere you go or have a strong man stretch your arms <laughs>
1: is it platonic because i ain't into no weird shit, dog i mean if my shoulders hurt i'm like i'm like i could use a good shoulder stretch.
3: I, I, there's no stipulations on this uh, yeah. I'm,
2: gonna, I'm gonna go with the big man stretch okay <laughs> <Yeah>. you don't <laughs> owe anything after the stretch
0: that's a tough one. All right. Um, yeah, no homo though. Shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm um, trying to foreped here, but uh, it's gonna be tough. Do you rather listen to Coldplay or go play in the cold? I'd probably rather listen to Coldplay, man. All right. Fight the entire Colorado Avalanche or get caught in a Colorado Avalanche? <laughs> uh, I'd rather fight the Avalanche, the Colorado, right. like the actual team players. Have no personal space or have no space bar on your computer keyboard?
2: <laughs> so weird. I'd probably,
0: yeah, I'd rather have no
1: space bar, man. I like my personal space. <laughs>
0: right. Work for Poland spring or work in Poland for the spring?
1: <laughs> uh, do I get, uh, I can't put stipulations, but I like the water, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Polish bitches are bad though.
0: <laughs> I like water.
1: I like water. Though. <laughs> I like water and polar <laughs> I'll go with the being polar
0: for the spring, man. Right. For, the, for the All spring. right, last one. Do you rather shop at Banana Republic or eat bananas in public?
3: <laughs> There's so many more you could have done with that. Yeah, so much. I'd rather
1: I'd rather eat the banana in public, but here's what I I don't eat a banana normal. I'm one of those like super conscious guys that like, I break the piece off. Uh, no, I break, I uh, break a piece off and just throw it into my mouth.
0: <laughs> right. All right, bro. That's it. You got to pick a winner. Was it me who went last, Brian who went second or Eric who went first? Remember
1: the hands. All right. I'm going to tell you, and this isn't even hating on you. True, exact but you're, you're out of the You're out of the running already. What? So,
0: really, what <laughs> <of place> second. <laughs> It's because oh, the money has fallen. You know what, It's, it's fair. Eric. You know, it, all it proves is that my show isn't a setup and there's equal opportunity for everyone.
1: <laughs> okay, it's all right. That's fine. So check it. So I was going off of, I was actually counting in my head how many questions were good. Hmm. And the fucking, the Bigfoot or beat a man with a big foot, fire question. The AC Slater DC Comics, fire question. And then you had another one I'm trying to remember. That was good, but Eric did not have one bad question.
0: Wow! <laughs> I would have went the uh, like that is the biggest. <laughs> I'll say Brian has felt shafted in the last two or three. Eric, congratulations! Oh, you got it. You, got it. But you know what? It's personal opinion. That's why we love it. Congratulations, yeah. Eric! will pop up in a second. I got you, bro. Yeah. Catch Martyr Thompson's Soon, stuff. Uh, Martyr, plug your stuff before uh, we end the show. Yo,
1: know, you can follow me on anything at Martyr is dead. That's M-A-R-T-Y-E-R, Um and then is dead. You can find me on Spotify. Uh, I got a project right now that I'm working on with my homeboy Ryan. We got a couple tracks doing really well on SoundCloud. Um, our project coming out is called A Hard Place. Um, We got a cover of uh, R&B singer Mahalia, her song Plastic Plants is on there. And then we just put out a new R&B joint um, called The Difference. Both, man, in like a week combined, we already are almost at like 10K plays for the two. So things are doing good on those. Um, Yeah, man. I just follow me on anything at martyr is dead and say what's up i'm a normal guy i respond to all my messages i like to work with people on music i produce make beats sync so if you need anything i do graphic
3: art get at me. thanks awesome. a
0: lot man thanks for coming yeah. up that was awesome but